You're listening to Podcast Joe, the podcast with no name and no agenda. Our goal is to promote open dialogue and talk about what's current and natural, not based off an agenda. My name is John Williams, along with my co-host Tyler Head, who I sit down with to have real conversations about real life and real events. Welcome to episode number three of the Podcast Joe. Welcome to the podcast, Joe, episode three. My name is John Williams, one of the co-hosts, and I'm joined by the infamous Tyler Head. Head. Yeah, I'm here. When How's you it say going? when you say goodbye, I say hello. It's oh my, like this is already just train wreck. All right, so episode three, we're blazing. We're on SoundCloud, Spotify, iTunes. We're basically famous at this point. Uh, not really, but. I, I like where it's going so far, so why don't you start us off with what we're talking about for week three? Well, I, I just want to elaborate that, you know, week two I mentioned at the beginning of the episode that I was sad, disgruntled, um, and I wasn't feeling too great, and and I want to say episode three, I'm still sad and disgruntled <laughs> and a little depressed. I don't want to go into it. I, I don't want to detail why? I just want to state my feelings. I don't want to elaborate upon the feelings. You can't I don't want to say that and then be like, but I'm not going to tell you. Yes, that's the, that's like, like what oh, a good I got this. Does. Or it's like somebody's sitting there and they're just literally laughing and like, what's funny? It's like, oh, oh, nothing. No, yeah, but I'm not sitting there laughing. I'm sitting there crying. Yeah, okay, it, but it works the same way. Yeah, You're sitting there okay. Crying, if so I'm like, laughing, John, if I'm laughing, I'm gonna tell you what I'm laughing about. More than likely, if I had social media, it would be on Twitter. Then if you're in the inverse, but if, I, if you're crying, you should tell us what you're no, crying No, I should not. What if I'm, not, then I'm why uncomfortable bring it up? with I'm uncomfortable with what I'm crying about. You don't and like see, to cry in this hypothetical public? situation, you're not being a good friend. Okay, I'm sorry. What 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 else am I supposed to do? Just like just stand just, there? Oh yeah. Stand okay. there, pat me on my shoulder and say everything's gonna be okay. You don't even know what I'm crying about. And you're just the presence of being at peace and comfort of another person is great. It's much needed when I'm sitting over here at the coffee table crying, John. Can I say But no, something? you're going to be inconsiderate and be like, yo, tell me what you're crying about, man. Can I like, say that's something? That's just rude. Everything will be okay. Thank you. See? That's all you needed to do. Okay. And, and now the, the cries that had occurring in my life are going to transition into laughs you know on episode four on episode four okay maybe. well i don't want to i don't want to give it away no spoiler, I don't alerts. Wanna, I, no spoiler alerts okay uh also in force gump his jenny dies i'm just kidding that's a spoiler alert <laughs> is it, hey what's the rule on spoiler alerts like if you okay i think if it's a, a tv show you never you have to hold no you no you, you don't get that luxury for tea for movies because there is such long form and people have to take out a lot of like well i guess technically most tv shows are 40 minutes movies are like an hour and a half so they're roughly the same amount. but there is more effort to go like you have to go to a movie theater and like take out time of your day so that's an ordeal so some people may not be able to go to a movie right away so i think like Two weeks is a good period. I think for a TV show, you got five days. Yeah. And not even business days, like mm-hmm. five calendar days. Not, I'm telling you everything. Yeah. See, and I, I still haven't watched the first season of The Bachelor. So go ahead and ruin it for me. I don't know. 
I'm not, I'm probably never going to watch it. But I'll let you know this, audience. Titanic, Rose kicks Jack's tail off the refrigerator. Was it a, a refrigerator it was a, or a, a door? door. Plot, you would know a refrigerator? They, would they have a refrigerator? You know, the refrigerator was actually... They had to have some way to cool the food on the ship. But, you know, a refrigerator was invented in the state of Florida? No, I didn't know, you know that. that. Now you know that. I do. Uh, I I still think, and I don't think this is an unpopular opinion. I think they both could have fit. She was just being selfish, but don't no. I don't know. Don't I, don't add at me. that time. You know, it's is it was it nineteen twelve? No, nineteen fourteen. Nineteen fifteen? Sure. Nineteen ten? It was in the nineteen hundreds. I think it was 1912. early nineteen hundreds. Someone emailed me on that one, <laughs> or you could text me on my iPhone five. Which people think is an iPhone 1, but it's really an iPhone 5. Now, I know what the iPhone 1 looks like because I had one. Oh. The iPhone 1, it's uh, very round. What is the iPhone that is out now? iPhone 11? No, XS and XR. That's like twice my phone. Literally, it's twice literally your, my your phone. phone's great-grandparents. Do I have great-grandparents. the 5S or the 5C? Is this you have the, the 5S. 5S. Yeah. The 5C has the colored plastic background. Now we've disclosed that confident, you know, confidential information. Everyone knows I have a 5S. I didn't even know I had a 5S, so I guess it doesn't matter. <laughs> well, um, you know, we could spend all day talking about movie spoiler alerts, um, but let's cut to the chase. John, I'm going to ask you numerous questions of the same topic, and you need to answer as quickly as possible. We are testing... Your arithmetic skill, okay? So they're going to be math-based questions. Yes. Okay. How confident are you? You do not even know the topic within mathematics I that really I'm about don't. to test you on, but how confident are you in your own ability? So in high school, I was pretty well. I did pretty well in math. That was like my top subject by, like by a long shot. Okay. I think high school and junior high, pretty much my entire primary school career yeah i was always mad okay well so do you feel confident on a scale of one to ten how do you feel like a 7.3 7.3 okay you're not gonna round down no okay you probably need to after this <laughs> about to slaughter you man. all right let's go about to chuck norris your ass into the future <laughs> here it goes i'm gonna count down from three okay when I say go, I'm gonna go. Okay. Three, two, one, go. Nine times two. Eighteen. Three times six. Eighteen. Nine times six. Thirty-six. <laughs> See, I'm not crying anymore. I'm laughing. Eight times eight. Sixty-four. Six times one. Six. Nine times seven. Sixty-eight. Sixty-three. Silly. Zero times seven. Zero. Oh, that's a trick question. Nine times nine. Eighty-one. Three times two. Six. Two times six. Twelve. Six times seven. Forty-two. Eight times four. Thirty-two. Four times four. Sixteen. Five times eight. Forty. John, you missed like three of them, man. Well, first of all... There what? are third graders out there doing better than you are. They're not getting put on the spot like that. Yeah, they are. Do you know how difficult third grade is? <laughs> uh, well... You may not believe this, but I was in third grade at one point in my life. John, you're insulting a bunch of our audience right now. 
they're all, you know, we have some third graders out there probably listening, and they're very well educated. They're probably like, oh my god. And they're god. probably like, yeah, John, does he even have a college degree? And he does. <laughs> Goodness gracious, man. All right, so look, I just think that was very unfair. It okay? No, it's not unfair because what you're gonna do is quiz me on the top three lines. So you're gonna quiz me multiplication tables. Okay. How, like here we go. How did this even go happen? for it? Go for it. I have a creative mind, John. I'm not just sitting there at the table crying. All right, two times two, four. Three times one, three. Four times two, eight. Five times zero, zero. Eight times one, eight. Six times two, twelve. Three times three, nine. Nine times zero, zero. One times one, one. That's a seven trick times two, fourteen. Four times four, sixteen. Three times two. Six. I think you definitely had easier ones than I did. I don't know. That was the same. No, dude, you, it was a little different. Off no, because I paper. had like no. No, I definitely had harder no. ones than you did. See, and you have no proof. Uh, we can I really have proof. listen to this over again. Like it was like most of yours, they were like lower numbers. All of mine oh. were higher numbers. Like well, that's weird. You cheated. You did it. No, you I literally didn't. set me up to look. I like did an not idiot. set you up. That was a random. I literally it was a program. I press go. Gives you random. You set me up to like random an test. Random test. I'm I'm done with this podcast. This is officially the last episode. <laughs> yes, that was my overall goal: is to get you totally out of the picture, and then I could rename the podcast without having to change my name. Wow. What? Okay. So, what was the point of that? The multiplication tables test. Yes. I wanted to test like how smart my podcast partner is. Uh, okay. But no, we won't just do arithmetic. I mean, we'll do English. We'll no, do we grammar. Don't have to. We'll do history. We no. can do history. I actually did everything I could in college to dodge history, and I did successfully. Yeah. Dodge, duck, dip, dodge. I somehow convinced them. When was the them. declaration written? What year? I don't know. 1776. Congrats. Thank you. So, John, do you have anything for me today? Yeah, I want to, you know, this has come up at work a couple times. Um, oh, oh, before we move on, I made 100 on my multiplication test. I think you would have made a 75 at best. I also have much harder questions than you did, but okay. You have no proof. We can listen back to this, but anyway, so it's come up at work and like I'm starting to think about it because it's getting to the point now where there are certain people who have been like in an entry level position and so now they're looking to move outside the position whether there's still inside the company or outside of the company uh, and then we already had like one or two people leave um how do you feel like you do as far as like keeping or like maintaining relationships with people that you've made either from college or work or childhood? Like, do you feel like once you're separated or you're not in that same box that you were in when you became friends, that you continue to maintain those relationships? Whoa. Are you wanting me to like elaborate upon the intersection of work life and personal life? Not even that. No, it's not. Cause I mean, not every, not every friend you get is from work, but Say, for instance, like college, like you made friends in college. Yeah. Do you feel like the people that you kind of hung out with the most in college, are you still friends with? Like, 
from you know high school, the yeah. friends that you hung with all the time in high school, are you still friends with? I, and like, how do you balance it, or how do you make the decision to like? Uh, I think we're both going separate ways. Let's yeah. just do our own thing. No, I don't, I don't think there's a decision between okay, are are we defined as friends? I think it's just a natural process of it's just naturally occurring. So it's not a decision, a formal decision I have to make. It just happens. So, uh, for instance, my five or six really good friends in college, I see them as friends that I'll continue on having that relationship, I hope, for the rest of my life. But, you know, there are a few high school friends. Uh, there are a couple of them that I still stay in touch with today, and I feel like they know exactly who they are. Um, but we have that relationship. We can call on any given moment and just catch up like it was yesterday. So I think it depends. I think one factor going into like the quality of friendship is you can kind of analyze, okay, what environment were you in together and what was the severity of the challenges? Because I've found that if you go through challenges with a friend group or with friends, not that you have a conflict between one another, but you conquer a conflict together, you kind of build a stronger bond. So I think, I think it just depends. Now with regards to work, when I first started working, I had this approach. I'm not going to mix my personal and professional life, kind of place a divider there. But as time has gone on in that entry-level position, I've thought, you know, I, I should really take that divider away and, and become more personally friendly with coworkers and such. Now, I do work in an office where they're a, a little more corporate level, so a lot of people are, are tenured in their careers and they're not 22 right out of college. Um so it's a little more difficult, but you work for a larger company, so it's probably a little more easier and convenient to meet people that are 20 to 30 years old. Mm-hmm. I don't know. What do you think? I mean, I think that I think friendships can be defined by the environment experience together. Because in high school, high school is such a weird niche, regardless of what high school you go to. But college, you've got that independence yeah. in a way to make your own decisions. And that's really when you come to that, like, yeah, I have this compatibility with anyone. I don't know. It's weird. And I, and I definitely agree with you. I think, I think anything before college is kind of the, an exception, not necessarily the, the norm because I do have, and, and I guess that's also very situational, but I went to like a math and science prep school, which was, essentially like a college because it was you know yeah. juniors and high, high school and we took like college level classes but like i was um sitting at home last weekend and i just happened to see that one of my friends was literally in irving that i hadn't talked to probably in over a year but when we were in high school in that situation we probably hung out every single night like not even exaggerating probably 85 percent of the time um not 85 percent of the time but like out of all the days that i was there 85 percent of the days i was there we hung out at least once a day whether that was i mean because you got to think of we're at a boarding school so we're, we're in a dorm together it wasn't like huge it was maybe 300 300 guys and 300 girls in the dorms were split um and so, like, we had, like, a 10 o'clock curfew. So, like, all the guys Did are, you party hard in boarding school? I was 16. Okay. No, I didn't. Um, so, like, all the guys had to be in the building by 10, but lights out wasn't until, like, midnight. So, like, you're two hours just 
roaming around the dorm, but then also you're talking about like numerous lunches, dinners, weekends. And I saw he's on Facebook, like I saw it on Facebook, he was in Irving. And um, I just Facebook messaged him like, hey. Uh, and we also had that type of relationship, you know. Did you write him a letter? No, I was. Just, it was very. I mean, we talked about this at dinner. You know, I don't do like long written out. I just like two lines. That's what you get from me. Um, but I was like, hey, you know, I see you're in town. If you want to get dinner or something, let me know. And we ended up like not getting dinner because he was here with his family. He's only here for a couple of days. But we we went and met. Like I went to his house or his parents' house, and we hung out for a good bit. Watched Shark Tank, which I love. You know, watch Shark Tank with your friends. Keep him for a long time. Um, you want to know how you find friends? This is what you do. You advertise this, okay? You can either run with the turkeys or fly with the eagles. <laughs> fly with the eagles, be my friend, okay? Because birds of the feather flock together. You can be with the silly old turkeys gobbling around, doing the same old, same old. I'm soaring to reach my ceiling, to reach my peak, okay? I'm the head honcho of the world because I'm a, I'm an eagle, okay? So that's how you find friends. Go around just saying phrases like that. Throw them out there. That was so painful to like not only listen but watch you say that, like yeah. watch that come out of your mouth. But anyway, so that and then like we also had the type of relationship where we didn't have to be talk to each other all the time just to feel like we were still friends because I'm not going to lie. Comparatively, he was probably a lot busier than I was. He um, went to Stanford. Um, pretty sure he was a double major. And so, like, you know, it just... And, it, I mean, and it's also, like, time, dear friends. And then we also had, like, another friend. We were kind of like a, you know, like a three peas in a pod. But he ended up going to, um, like, Georgetown. And he was super busy. Night, and then ended up going to grad school in New York. And, and look stuff. at you. You went to the Harvard of the South. Mississippi State. You That's know, what I'm Vanderbilt calling. is actually considered the Harvard no, of the South. No, it's not. It's, it's Mississippi State, 110%. Okay, you're Harvard right. Harvard of the South. All right, I'm not going to argue about that. But anyway, Thank yeah, you. I mean, it's a great college. You can finally agree um, on something. And so it's just, but we have that type of relationship where we we can literally just pick up anywhere. But going back to what you were talking about, work, I think, I don't think it's fair when you're in any situation to say, like, I have to separate myself from who I am outside of here versus who I am here. I don't think it's fair to you or the people that you're around because you're literally pretending to be something, not necessarily pretending, but you're like a watered down version of yourself. And they think that they know this person yeah. and it's like not even it's you. It's a poker face. That's what it is. It's yeah. a poker face. That's exactly what it is. And and now I, I did change my perspective on that shortly after I would, you know, started full-time work. Um, and everything's worked out. I, I absolutely love my coworkers, and uh, the the only <laughs> difference between myself and them is most of them have, you know, a wife or husband and kids. So, and I have neither. Hey, but you do got this. That's why I'm crying. That's why I'm. That is not where you're crying. That's why I'm crying at the coffee table. Okay, speaking of work, like. This is. I, I'm just gonna forewarn you. This is a trick question. John, you should not send sarcastic or joking emails to coworkers. Okay, I do it all That's the time. Rule number one: as painful as, like, as painful as it is 
for them to have to go through. My coworkers will tell you they probably know everything about my life because I don't I don't hold back at work. I just talk and I no just tell them everything. No That's filter. Your they, like I'm the same person at work than I am outside of work. That's just it. I've got but so many. This is a trick work. question. How do you feel like you do as far as work life balance? Wow. You hit the nail on the head. We have just discussed that same question throughout like our whole department two weeks ago. Hmm. Maybe they should hire me to be like a consultant to come in and work on work no, life balance. No, okay. All right. And you know, I just want to address before we move on. You said, okay. Basically, you're just going to get two sentences out of me. John, every time we hang out, I get a freaking novel out of you. Well, I'm talking about in like text, email, communication. Well, can we start corresponding like that? Yeah. Like in person, just two sentences, Mm -hmm. maybe? Yeah. All right. Deal. So, work-life balance. Let's go. Work-life balance. Here's the the simple fact of the matter. You know, we look at, you know, multi-million dollar athletes and... Every off-season, what do they do? They look at their contracts, and their contracts have terms and conditions. In the same regard, John Williams and Tyler Head, we have contracts with our employer. Mm-hmm. And they state, okay, here's a minimum time frame that you have to work. We don't give you too, of, you know, too much of a rigid structure, um, and we allow flexibility. But work-life balance is simply the definition is there. Like it's, You should have balance. And I think of work-life balance in the sense of relationships in nature. So you've got like mutualistic relationships that are beneficial to both parties. That's how work-life balance should work. You benefit the company, the company benefits you. But what you find in some circumstances is that the employee, it's a bit like a parasitic relationship. I think of a mosquito biting a human, you know, and sucking out blood. Think of a, a parasitic relationship in a sense that a company is over abusing, they're abusing uh, an employee's talents or qualities um, for, they're exploiting them for their benefit and strictly theirs. They're not worried about the employee and vice versa. There are employees out there that exploit the resources of a company for their own gain. So mm-hmm. when I think of work-life balance, I think I want an employer that understands the conditions, the terms and conditions of my contract, and I understand them, and we're going to be mutually beneficial. I think that's it. And that and that also applies to time. I mean, when you think of time, okay, there's 24 hours in a day. Arguably, a person spends eight to nine hours at work, and then you're supposed to spend eight hours sleeping. Most people probably sleep six or seven, maybe even less than that. But outside of sleep and work, you've only got less than eight eight hours hours, really eight hours of of free time so it's like what my goal in life is to maximize each of those aspects of life sleep work and free time so i want to enjoy every aspect of it not just life not just work Um, so it's necessary to have that balance on the time because time at the end of the day is our most most valuable commodity that's my take so the reason I asked that is... Maybe I should be a consultant. I was reading an article a couple weeks ago, and it talked about why we shouldn't be striving to achieve work-life balance. And this is why. Like, visualize a balance or, like, a scale, pretty much, in your mind. Yeah, I'm thinking on one end, Yoda, Darth Vader. Or even, actually, a better, 
Um, a better analogy is imagine two people on a seesaw. One is work, one yeah. is life. I'm, I'm imagining the devil on one shoulder and an angel on the other. Yeah, but they're still on a seesaw. You, the seesaw. I don't want is, a seesaw. The seesaw is probably more on important. My shoulder? No, it's definitely a seesaw. There's a chip on my shoulder. Okay. What kind of chip would be on your shoulder? A chocolate chip. <laughs> <laughs> There's, I've never heard that. Um, chocolate chip. A seesaw. You have work on one side and life on the other side. Do they weigh the same? The problem with it is, let's just say for all things, they do. The problem with it, if they're completely balanced, neither is at their full potential. And so to get your work at the highest height that it possibly can, life has to be at the bottom. Yeah. To literally touching the ground. To get life as high as it can, work has to be literally... At the, so there's no shit, like in itself, the word work-life balance mean the complete opposite of what they're preaching because neither one, like if they're balanced, they're both at equal height, but neither is at their full potential. What you should be trying to work for, and this is something that I heard that Amazon leadership preaches, is work-life symmetry, that they both can succeed to their fullest potential but also not prohibit the other one from also being at its fullest potential. What? I am a huge fan of analogies. And you throw me the seesaw, you throw me through this, the seesaw loop, and I'm like, okay, that I see the validity in the argument, mm-hmm. but on the other hand, that makes no sense. It definitely makes sense. It doesn't make sense to me. It, it doesn't. Sense. Because at the end of the day, John, each person sets their own goals and expectations. Now, yes, there is a formal contract between an employee and an employer, but each individual is responsible for setting their own goals. And a person, like, maybe their goal is to have work-life balance. That's it. Because it's the thing that, and see, I gave you the analogy of, you know, a mutualistic relationship. Uh, I think it's a symbiotic relationship, a symbiotic relationship. Yeah, they work together for the greater good, okay? But a parasitic, like what you're telling me, I'm thinking parasitic. I'm thinking, get that mosquito off me. I don't want West Nile virus. I don't want malaria. I don't want... Is West Nile even a thing anymore? I don't know. It probably is. Did that, did that derive from Egypt? West Nile? Nile River? What is the longest river in the world? It's not the Nile. It's the one in South America, the Amazon. Yeah, I literally do that. I was like, wait, I I, I, I feel like I literally just said that. We just made a full circle. Amazon, you may be one of the largest companies out there and one of the most successful, but you have the longest river. You don't own it. You don't own it. You never know. Mother Mother Nature owns it. You never know. Mother Nature owns the most patents and she is definitely the smartest. Okay, speaking of like, like nature and Amazon, did you know that Amazon owns a huge wind farm in West Texas. I did not know that. It's huge. I read somewhere on the line that on the line wind wind farms are responsible for carbon emission. They have a carbon footprint. So, have you ever seen like a wind farm in real life? Yes, I have. Yeah, dude, I actually just saw one for the first time, probably two months ago, less Pretty than two impressive. months ago. Kind of remind me out of a movie. Dude, blew my mind. I made, I literally made somebody pull over on the side of the highway so I can go, like, because I, I, I was driving from Texas to Kansas, 
but I started seeing them in Oklahoma. So in between, I was like doing all this Google research. I'm like, oh my God, I've never seen this before. In my life, I was very intrigued by it. And I was reading articles and most of the ones that we saw were like a couple hundred miles away, but like they're so big, you can see them like very clearly. And then there was one that was literally within probably 60 or so yards. And I was like, pull over right now. We got to go see it. Because I had Googled so much stuff and they were like, it literally sounds like a train if you stand beside one. And I was like, I don't hear anything. But the one that we saw that was probably within 60 yards, it definitely made a noise. I could, I can see how how loud it could be. If you think about it, like, basically it's a huge ceiling fan. <laughs> in that case my ceiling fan is always turned on i my ceiling fan, i just i like the noise i like the coolness i like the breeze i don't know i i'm always going to have a ceiling fan on my whole entire life now i do have an irrational fear that the ceiling fan that is above my bed will fall and hit me and kill me one day while i'm sleeping but you know i'll be sleeping i feel like it's a very like rational thing like i feel like most I feel like people it's no no most i feel like mo- i do because i literally have the I same ask, fear. i ask that people i ask that question of everyone i guarantee you like, there are more people hey get out of here weirdo no i think people are saying at this point in your life if it hasn't happened now it probably won't yeah but it's definitely plausible like don't yeah. rule it out completely it is because when you do rule it out that's when it happens know, the unexpected becomes True. See the in my bedroom now the ceiling fan is closer towards the bottom edge of the bed. So if it fell, it would probably hit my foot. It wouldn't yeah. fall directly on me. So I don't. I don't think I have anything. John, about. that that makes sense. Um, well, look, I think we're going to go ahead and wrap up episode three. Really enjoyed the conversation, and I have to ask myself at the end of these episodes, what am I learning? And today's lesson for me, and maybe the audience already has picked up on this. I've learned one thing today. Love multiplies, but John can't. (sighs) (laughs) I hate you. Uh, Well, like he said, thanks for listening to Podcast Joe, Episode 3. You can find us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and SoundCloud. You can also follow us on Instagram at Podcast Joe. Uh, Thanks for listening. We'll see you on Episode 4.